Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Tuesday, October 29th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. Your host is always Adam Merton, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, lot to talk about today, guys. Quite a bit of news and a fight announcement that's definitely worth mentioning. So let's get right into it. And I should mention again, this podcast is available as always at MAOBsBreaker.com on our YouTube channel, on SoundCloud. And now it's available on iTunes as well as Spotify. So, so definitely check out the iTunes uh, page and subscribe. Leave a review if you can. I appreciate that, guys. But uh, yeah, let's get into today's show. Let's start with Ben Askren. Ben Askren was on the Ariel Hawani show yesterday. And according to Ben, he is contemplating retirement. Which I don't think should come as a surprise to too many people because he hasn't really looked as good as everyone thought he would in the UFC. And, and I don't think he's lived up to his own expectations. With a 1-2 and two record... And he's lost his back last two fights by stoppage. It's just not what he expected. The Robbie Lawler fight was obviously a, a good win for him in his debut, although it was very controversial the way that the fight ended. But the Hori Maswell knockout in five seconds, and now the Damian Maya loss by submission has him considering hanging up his gloves. He thinks that there might be other things he can do in his life that are better suited for this 30 hours a week that he's training MMA. And uh, you can't blame the guy. I mean, he came to the UFC expecting to be a world champion, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. At age 35, I highly doubt he's going to turn things around now and make a run. Uh, I feel like his skill set's kind of maxed out now. We all know he's a tremendous grappler, but his striking just really never evolved. It was good enough at one and in Bellator, but in the UFC where guys have wrestling to match Ben Askren's and grappling to match his grappling, and then striking ability that's even better than his, or Damian Mai's case, superior grappling ability or submission ability, he's going to be in a tough situation. So, you know, I, I expected more from Ben Askren. I picked him all three of his fights. He only won one of them. I was expecting a lot from this guy. I've always liked Ben Askren. I still like him. I still think he's a good fighter. I still think he can win fights. But at the same time, this is a guy who's a very proud man, a very proud fighter, and he wanted to win a world championship, and it's not going to happen anytime soon, obviously. So he's considering hanging them up. I'm pretty sure he has one fight left in his deal. Usually when guys sign with the UFC, they get a four-fight contract. He's obviously had three fights already. I'm pretty sure he has one more fight. I still think he has one more fight in him. Maybe he does one more and then retires. But, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised either way. Um, if he does retire, you know, it could be one of the situations like many other fighters in MMA where they hang up their gloves for a few years and then they come back later and uh, they fight again. I could see that happening with Ben. Maybe down the road he comes back to the to Bellator or or to PFL. I think he'd do really well in the new Bellator actually under Scott Coker. I think under BR Rebney they just didn't they didn't respect him enough. They couldn't promote him properly. But I think that was a lot of a uh, failure on BR Rebney's part and on that regime of Bellator's part. Um, but yeah, as far as Ben goes, I, I do think there's a chance he could retire, like he said. But I also think there's a chance he could fight again. So it's really up in the air. It's a coin flip at this point. The guy just lost like two days ago, and fans have been giving crap all over online. Uh, you know, in many cases, deservedly so. I mean, this is one of the biggest trash talkers in the sport, right? So I, I don't think he's surprised that he's getting fans, you know, going after him right now. I, I think it comes to the territory. But, uh, you know, two days later, I think he needs some time to just kind of think about his future. And I would not be surprised either way if he fights the interview retires. All right. A couple other things here that are definitely worth talking about. Uh, Leon Edwards, he says the UFC has offered him a fight against Tyron Woodley. So this is interesting. Apparently, uh, Leon Edwards says the UFC wants him to fight Woodley as the co-main event at UFC 246, the McGregor card, which is interesting. Uh, we haven't heard from Woodley yet about this. It fight makes a lot of sense. Obviously, both guys are top contenders at uh, 170, so it makes a lot of sense if this does happen. I think Edwards and Woodley are, are two of the top five guys in that division, but they're both of them a fight. 
Edwards probably needs one more win before he gets a title shot. I think at this point, Diaz and Masvidal, the winner of that, probably gets the next title shot. So he probably needs to get one more win. If he beats Woodley, it'd be hard for the UFC to deny him a shot at the belts. And same with Woodley. If he beats Edwards, it'd be hard for them to deny him another shot at the belts. Uh, he obviously wants a rematch with Usman, but he needs to get a win before he, before he uh, has that rematch because he got dominated the last time he fought Usman. So Edwards and Woodley as the co-main event of that Conor McGregor card in January makes a lot of sense. And speaking about that card, Don Cerrone spoke to TMZ and he says that his team and Conor McGregor's team are both in talks right now to sign a contract to fight. He says it's not finalized yet, but he expects it. TB Donnie's pretty sure it's going to happen. He believes that McGregor is serious about returning, as I think at this point it's very well known that he's going to return on that card. He's, I think, given the UFC his uh, his word that he will be fighting on that card, main eventing it. They created an event in Las Vegas just for Connor, so uh, it'd be pretty messed up, right? If at this point he pulled out of that fight, but yeah, I think McGregor's going to fight Cerrone. I like the Gaethje fight a lot too, but I just think Cerrone makes a lot more sense for Connor. He's, uh, you know, even though Gaethje's a great fighter and a big name for hardcore fans, I still feel like for casual fans, they know Donald Cowboy Cerrone a little bit more. And and also, I, I think at this point, Cerrone is a little bit less risky. I, I don't want to say he's an easy fight because he's not. He's super well-rounded, great striking, great ground game. Underrated wrestling too, underrated submissions for Cerrone, um, and he's got a good chin too. But the point, but the problem with him is he's obviously getting up there in age, and he's also lost two straight fights by TKO, the Ferguson fight and now the Gaethje fight. So, if I'm Connor, you know Gaethje's a very risky fight coming off three straight knockout wins. Wouldn't you rather fight a guy like Cerrone coming off two straight knockout losses, who also has a big name? It just makes a little bit more sense. So I, I do think the UFC will get this fight done very shortly. They have three months for, until that card. So I expect the next, honestly, week or two to, for this fight to be officially announced. It just makes a lot of sense. McGregor versus Cerrone. Nothing official yet, but I absolutely expect this fight to be booked. Douglas Lima uh, was interviewed by Team Z as well, and he believes that he can beat Kamaru Usman. And a lot of people are laughing about this, but I, I think he's got a chance. I mean, why not? Kamaru Usman's a great fighter. Amazing wrestling. His cardio is through the roof. Don't get me wrong. He is tremendous. And uh, when I saw him in person in Brazil, we were on the same flight together, flying back uh, home. This guy is so big. Like I'm 6'3". I, th I feel like he was taller than me. I, I know he's not. If you look at the stats, he's not. But he looked really tall. And uh, he's just in great shape. So I, I, I think he's a great fighter, obviously, because he's a champion in the UFC. We all know that. But I just feel like Lima actually has a chance because Lima is so well-rounded. I don't think people that are – Bellator, they don't watch Bellator, they don't know how good he is. If you're just looking at the results of fights and saying, oh, he beat Rory by decision, ah, Rory's shot, whatever. If you're actually watching these fights and paying attention to Douglas Lima, like I have been for like the last almost 10 years, from MFC to Bellator now, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the future with him. Maybe he could end up in the UFC one day. I'm not sure. Probably not, but we'll see. I do think that Lima matches up well with Usman. He's got great wrestling. His striking's better than Usman's. His cardio is amazing. Great chin. He's only been submitted once. He's incredible. And I, I actually do think he has a much better chance against Usman than people think. I think right now, Lima 100% is one of the top five welterweights in the world. He could be top three. It's hard for me to go and say he's going to beat Usman uh, right now, considering he is fighting lesser guys in, in Bellator. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Usman's fighting better guys in the UFC. I think that's 100% fair to say. But at the same time, this is not the same Lima that lost to Ben Askren back in 2012 in Ontario. It's not the same guy. It's not the same guy that lost to Andre Korshkov a few years ago. It's not even the same guy that lost to McDonald's uh, last year. This is a different Douglas Lima. He looks absolutely incredible. He looks unbeatable right now. And I think that if he does fight Usman, it'd be a very, very competitive fight. I'd love to see that matchup. Obviously, it won't be happening anytime soon because they're in different promotions. But 
Don't laugh him off. I think Lehman's onto something here. I think he actually does have a good chance to be Usman. And, uh, you know, he says he'll knock him out. Not sure about that. Usman is very, very difficult to uh, to even hit, let alone knock out. But I think that'd be a very fun fight. It's a shame we don't see super fights between uh, the UFC and Bellator because this is one of those fights I'd love to personally watch. Diego Sanchez has responded to Damian Maia's callout. Damian Maia obviously did call out Diego Sanchez after his win at uh, UFC Singapore over Ben Askren. And Maia wants to fight uh, Sanchez in one of the last two fights in this deal. And Sanchez accepted the fight. He told Dana White on Instagram, I want to fight Damian Maia. I accept the challenge. I want to fight him on January 18th on the Conor McGregor card. Makes sense. I mean, why not? Maia didn't take too much damage in the fight with Askren. Obviously, it was a tough fight for both guys, a lot of grappling, but he didn't take too much damage. And Sanchez, he's coming off a loss to Michael Chiesa, but still a very, very good fighter. And he's never been submitted. Here's the That's the crazy thing that I like about this matchup. He's never been submitted, Diego Sanchez. And David Maia is the best guy in the world of submissions at 170, arguably. So it's a, it's a really fun fight. And two guys that have so many fights in their career in the UFC – I, I love this matchup. I want to see it happen personally. I wasn't expecting Maya to call out Sanchez, but I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, Maya at this point, he's not really an elite guy. He's not really a top contender. Um, and I think at this point, he should be able to call a shot. And if he wants to fight a guy like Sanchez, why not? You know, it's, it's a it's a legends fight in many ways. Uh, two guys that arguably are Hall of Famers in the UFC one day. So I, I'd like to see this matchup. January 18th makes a lot of sense. Both guys definitely winding down their careers right now. Both guys don't have too many fights left. And they both want to fight each other. Why not give the give the guys what they want, Dana? Let them let them fight each other. So I'd like to see this matchup personally, and it makes a lot of sense on that card. And honestly, if you're looking at that card already, and if, it, if these fights happen, you got McGregor versus Cerrone in the main event, and then you got Edwards Woodley as co-main event, and then you have Sanchez Maya also on the pay per view. That's a start for a very good pay per view, guys. So I think the UFC is onto something here. These fighters are honestly making it easy on them. They're kind of calling each other out. It makes a lot of sense for these fights that uh, are being proposed. Ryan Couture has spoken out after leaving the hospital. Uh, <laughs> TMZ was waiting outside the hospital to interview Randy. Uh, you know, they got to do their job, I get it. Randy was honestly super cool with them too. But, uh, I mean, come on, the guy literally just left the hospital. But at the same time, I guess, what better way to, to you know, get his reaction than literally when he's walking out of the hospital doors. Um, Randy spoke about uh, his heart attack. Uh, just to, what he was saying was he has very thick blood and the, the TMZ reporter was asking him, are you going to make lifestyle changes? And he says, it's not a lifestyle thing. It's just, uh, he's born with very thick blood. And I, I think he said he had a blood clot and they obviously had to put some stents into his uh, arteries. So, um, I'm just glad Randy's okay. A great guy. One of the legends of MMA, one of the greatest ambassadors in the sport. And he also said that uh, it's crazy enough. He's back in the gym. He's, he said this week, doctors want him to take a break, but he wants to get back in the gym. And he said, he's still going to film a movie like this week. So he's nuts, man. But Randy's just a special human being 56 years old, young The guy looks amazing. And uh, I mean, even though he had a heart attack, he walked to the hospital after having a heart attack. And now he walked back home. He's like, well, I could have called an ambulance, but the ambulance would have taken longer. So I just walked. I mean, this guy's so freaking tough. Like the rest of us would have obviously called it in. This guy walked to the hospital and walked home. He's he's just a legend, man. Randy's a great guy. And I want to mention that uh, he thanked the MMA community for their support and for everyone reaching out. He said his phone was blowing up. He said he uh, he got a call from Chuck Liddell, which I thought was super cool, Chuck, to do that. Uh, he said T Ortiz contacted him as well, which I thought was super cool. Uh, Jake Glazer 
uh, from Bellator and also the NFL. He was uh, with Randy the day of the heart attack, and uh, he said that was cool for him. And also, obviously, his friend, friend, the family, and, and the fans too. Curiously, though, he did not mention Dana White. He did not mention the UFC, which I thought obviously is very telling. He mentioned Bellator and PFL and didn't mention the UFC. I mean, that is, uh, you know, it's it's possible he could have forgot Dana and the UFC, but they didn't say anything on their social media, Dana or the UFC. And I think that's honestly super petty. Uh, you know, it's not, you don't have to go out of your way to say, you know, I hope you feel better and stuff to people when they're sick, but it's just the classy thing to do. And you're taking the high road, but we all know that, uh, you know, Dana likes to take the low road. And uh, I think in this case, obviously he doesn't have to say anything to Randy. He doesn't have to wish him, you know, good health, but it would have taken one second for him to do it. And it would have given him Dana, I think, and the UFC just, uh, a lot of respect from the fans if they said that. But, uh, yeah, according to Randy Belter, PFL reached out. You didn't say anything about the UFC, which, yikes. All right, fight announcements. Nothing in the UFC, but there's a great fight in Bellator taking place at Bellator, Japan. It was actually announced in the weekend. I wasn't able to get to it, but Michael Chandler will be fighting Benson Henderson in a rematch. I really like this rematch. Why not? Great fight. This is on the Bellator Rising card in Japan on December 29th at Saitama Super Arena. For some reason, this fight's a catchweight. I, I don't get it. Why? This is uh, this is strange. I, I, don't, I really don't understand why. This is a catchweight fight. To me, it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, it should be a lightweight fight. I mean, both guys coming off of uh, some, you know, solid performances, I guess. With Henderson, anyways, Chandler not coming off a Tico loss to Patricio Pitbull. But uh, Benson Henderson coming off four straight wins, beat Miles Jordan his last fight. He's a top contender right now. Uh, yeah, I just don't – I don't understand why it's a catchweight fight. Bellator seems to like doing those. I personally don't agree with them. I like seeing fights at their natural weight classes. The fight's two months out. To me, there's no – real reason for to be at uh, 160 but either way as far as a fight goes it's a good fight these two have fought before obviously they fought back in uh, 2016 for the Bellator lightweight championship and uh, Chandler won a split decision in a great fight and now the rematching I don't know I mean this is tough like Chandler has obviously not looked as good lately as he, as he has in the past but still a dangerous guy uh, Benson Henderson on a nice little roll here very close fight three round fight is it makes it a little tougher I guess I lean towards Benson a little bit in the rematch just because I think he's in a little uh, more momentum right now. and He's a little fresher, but uh, Michael Chandler obviously has a chance to win this fight. Super close fight, go either way. But uh, yeah, I don't agree with it being a catchweight, that's for sure. I think it should be a lightweight fight. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. I appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Uh, you guys can check me out on Twitter at Aaron Martin. This podcast is available as always, mmaoldsberger.com or our YouTube channel. Like, share, subscribe. Also, Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud and Anchor. So a lot of places to listen to the, or watch the podcast. And check me out at bjpen.com and mmarigs.net. And that's it for today. I'll, actually, I'll be back in 45 minutes with Cole Sheldon breaking down UFC 244. I forgot to mention that. But, yeah, we'll be breaking down UFC 244 and we'll be breaking down PFL 2019 Week 9. So go back and uh, go and check me out in 45 minutes with Cole. That's it for today's show, guys. I'll be back in 45 breaking down UFC 244. Have a good one. Bye.